Welcome home. I'm so glad you hit play on my podcast, Home Ec Express. My name is Jamie and I am your host and this is episode 79, Chocolate, Glorious Chocolate. Okay, friends, my favorite food group is chocolate. And this week with Home Ec Express, we've been um, working with chocolate. We've filmed some videos. There's going to be a little um, educational slide go up on social, but I thought we'd also do that uh, focus on our podcast this week. And I wanted to share with you, and some of this I go over in our YouTube video about chocolate, but uh, I want to share it with those of you who are podcast listeners as well, because chocolate is a great food for so many reasons besides the fact that it uh, tastes really good. Um, but I want to share why it's actually physically very good for us as well. But it is important to note that if you overindulge in chocolate and with most things, it kind of negates all of the um, positive effects that that food or beverage could have for you. And so in, in this discussion, as far as the health benefits, I'm really referencing a high quality dark chocolate, probably about 70% cocoa or above. And so um, that way, you know, we're not talking about cheap quality chocolate that hardly has any of the nutrition left in it because of the processing. Um, so chocolate is, uh, you know, a very important commodity in our world. And the beans go through different kinds of processing depending on, um, you know, if it's Dutch processed or if it's um, natural processed, um, natural processed cocoa is untreated beans and they maintain um, a slightly light brown, slightly acidic color to them. But Dutch processed cocoa is where the beans are washed in an alkaline solution and that brings uh, the beans to their natural pH level and makes the, the powder the cocoa powder smoother and darker. So it gives you um, different choices. And that's why there's such a distinct difference in cocos and chocolates out there on the market. And then of course it has to do with how much actual cocoa is in the chocolate bar. Um, you know, milk chocolate hardly has any, white chocolate isn't actually chocolate. And then of course you can go up to 100% cocoa, which is unsweetened cocoa. Um, that, you know, we use for baking and things like that. So why is chocolate good for us? Um, chocolate is rich in fiber, iron, copper, and manganese. Dark chocolate is very high in organic compounds that are biologically active, <coughs> excuse me, and function as antioxidants. And this includes polyphenols and flavanols. One study has shown that cocoa and dark chocolate have more antioxidant activity, polyphenols, and flavanols than any other fruit tested, including blueberries and acai berries, which of course have been um, called superfoods. Um, so that, that's pretty awesome. So I guess if you have like a dark chocolate covered blueberry, it's double the superfood there. Um, dark chocolate may help improve the blood flow and lower your blood pressure. 
Uh, they also in men have seen a significant decrease in bad cholesterol if you have a piece of chocolate a day, dark chocolate, of course. And dark chocolate can reduce insulin resistance, reduce heart disease risk. Dark chocolate is high in naturally occurring substance in our body called phenylethylamine, which we need for proper functioning and regulation of our mood. Phenylethylamine is sometimes called the love drug or the happy hormone, and it stimulates the production of endorphins, which are the feel-good hormones that are produced in your brain. And if you watch Legally Blonde, you know the endorphins make you happy, and happy people don't kill their husbands. So um, it's very important that we include dark chocolate into our diet. Um it also helps with the reduction of inflammation, which is very important in many types of chronic diseases. Um, inflammation is the number one cause of so much of our chronic disease. And so we need to make sure that we are um, reducing inflammation as much as we possibly can. And that will also help us with um, the aging process of our bodies. Uh, so it's super important that we include this into our diet as we can. And then of course, there's so many different choices out there in the market. And so you want to find, you know, good processed chocolate. Organic obviously is one of the best. And um, there's different kinds of cocoa out there when you're looking for cocoa powders when you are baking or making hot chocolate. And so as I mentioned, you know, we have um, natural process, which is the untreated beans, um, and then the Dutch processed cocoa, which has been washed and treated um, in the after it's been harvested. And so when you're buying cocoa, um, you might see different labels on that. Um, one being a double dark cocoa, which is a combination of Dutch processed cocoa and black cocoa for balanced dark chocolate flavor without bitterness. Well, what's dark? What is black cocoa? Um, black cocoa is intensely dark, used sparingly to avoid overpowering your baked goods. Um, and it's generally mixed, of course, with a Dutch processed cocoa. And then there is actually something called a burgundy cocoa, and it's Dutch processed as well that adds a reddish hue and very much like a fudge-like flavor. It's very rich in the mouth, and it has a more vibrant color to baked goods, which would be a great one to use if you're trying to make um, red velvet cake because that has uh, cocoa powder in it as well. <laughs> Excuse me. And then we have a triple cocoa, which is a balance of Dutch processed black and natural cocos, providing convenience, flavor, and dark color. So those are some of the different options that you would have if you were looking for cocoa powders when you're baking. Um, there's also, you know, a lot of different kinds of bars of chocolate out there. And so what you're looking for is the percentage of cocoa on the bar. Um, Ghirardelli kind of made one of them, you know, that the intense dark famous that I guess I'm partial to Ghirardelli because I grew up near San Francisco, <laughs> which is the home of, of Ghirardelli. Um, but they, they would sell bars of chocolate with the percentage of cocoa on there. And of course, milk chocolate doesn't, they don't label with a percentage, but as you get into the darks, you could start off anywhere in the 40 percentiles, all the way up to the intensely darks in the 85, 90, 95, even a hundred percent 
um, intensely dark cocoa. And so usually people start off with like the milk chocolates when they're just learning about chocolate and trying chocolates and then work their way to a darker chocolate. And one thing is, is that our palate changes over time. And so like when I was younger, I always wanted milk chocolate because it's very sweet. There's a lot more sugar in it and a lot more of the cocoa butter, which is, comes from when they are grinding down the cocoa beans after the processing. The cocoa butter is the fat that comes out. And you also have a, what's called the chocolate liqueur, which is the oily substance. And then, of course, you're left with the dry part, which is ground into the powder. All of those ingredients are used to make chocolate. And of course, the one thing that's missing in um, white chocolate is the obviously cocoa powder and the the chocolate liqueur, um, but they do use the cocoa butter, which is the fat content from the cocoa beans. So they can kind of sneak that name in there. But of course, it just sounds nice too to say white chocolate. But um, milk chocolate is heavier on the cocoa butter, the dairy, and the sugar. And then there's less and less of those as you get into the higher intensity of the cocoa. Um, and as you know, as a child, I preferred the milk chocolate, and now I really don't like milk chocolate, and I prefer going into the semis or into the very dark chocolates. I prefer something a little bit more bitter now that I'm older, uh, more intense than that super, super, super sweet. Um, and I really don't care for white chocolate unless it's mixed with certain flavors like lime. Um, but that's all a preference thing. And of course, it's a palate thing. And your palate preferences do change many times over your lifetime. Foods that you thought were horrible when you were young, one day you're craving them. So uh, it's just funny how our, our, our flavor senses and our brain work together over time. Um, but it's probably also a little bit because our body knows as we're getting older that we need these things to um, be healthy and um, to be able to function properly. We want to, and I know for myself personally, you probably heard me mention this before about inflammation is one of my biggest problems. And so I'm always trying to include anti-inflammatory type of things in my diet, um, to fight it as best as I can. So I'm a more functional human being. So <laughs> anyways, so that's a little bit about chocolate. Of course, you want that high quality chocolate in your diet. If you're getting cheap stuff, it's not any good for you. There's no benefits to it. Um, and if you're overindulging, then of course you're negating all those positive things by having like a piece, an ounce a day. Um, that's why a lot of bars, um, are meant to be broken into squares because those squares are an ounce and that's the portion you should have a day. So uh, I hope that you have learned a lot today about chocolate and cocoa and that you'll go get yourself a nice little treat of some dark chocolate today and, and cheers to living a long, healthy life because of this wonderful thing called chocolate. And make sure that you subscribe to our podcast, the Home Ec Express podcast, as well as our YouTube channel, which very soon you'll be seeing that chocolate video popping up on there. And of course, follow us on our website at homeecexpress.com, Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook. Till next time, my friends. Mm -hmm.